What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Spoiler Reels. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to Spoiler Reels. Of course, you already know, I am your host. My name is Angel. And as I mentioned before, guys, from previous episodes, if you are new to the the podcast, Make sure you check out all the other episodes I have previously recorded. Um, and also, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, spoiler reels, spoiler underscore reels. Uh, and there you can see all the content of all the previous episodes I've recorded. Uh, and and uh, there uh, on Instagram, you can also message me to see if you want me to review certain movies or anything like that. I'm more than happy to. Like I say, you can just you just gotta give me some time. Uh, just to, I got also gotta make sure that I, I could access to the film, whether it's you know through streaming devices or if it's at the movies or whatever. Just give me some time, and I will definitely get to it for you guys. Uh, that'd be no problem. Uh, and as you guys already seen uh seen the title of the film, there will be spoilers everywhere, guys. So keep that in mind. So if you have not seen this film. Pause this episode, watch the movie, and then come back to the episode and check out my review and my rating for it, and see if you agree or disagree with the with with it. Uh, again, it's all subject all subjective. Uh, this is my opinion, my point of view. Uh, so if you don't like it, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. So <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Let's get to the review. to bring you our feature presentation. Alright. Get all this set up here for you guys. Alright. And the movie I'll be reviewing, obviously you guys already seen the title, and that is The Void. This is a 2016 horror slash indie film. It's about an hour and a half, which I think is perfect for what it is. Um, and what's crazy, I'm, I actually Google this thing, and it's not even rated. It says not rated. And for a good fucking reason. It's really rated R. Uh, I'll, I'll say that much. But um, honestly, the reason why it's not rated, this fucking movie is gory as shit. I mean, it is gory. Um, I had seen this movie, I want to say the last time I saw it was back around 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. Um, I remember, I think uh, I, I saw it from uh, someone's list, uh, one of the uh, movie reviewers that I usually follow. And uh, they put this movie up there saying that they should check it out. And I was like, okay, so... Uh, I ended up seeing it on Voodoo for like, it was on sale for like five bucks. So I figured, you know, I'll just buy it. Because it's either that or rent it for like $3. I was like, well, what's $2 more? And if I like, do end up liking the movie, then, you know, I, I, I'll have it already. Um, And yeah, I do remember liking it the first time. I, I, again, it's been years since I've seen it. So uh, I wanted to uh, refresh my memory on it. And uh and rewatch it, and damn, I completely forgot how gory this fucking film is. Uh, IMDb gave it a 5.8 out of 10. I'll give you guys my rating at the end of the film. 
and also, um, if you guys are interested in wanting to watch this film, you guys could either rent it or buy it on Vudu, or you can watch it free on uh, Crackle. So, uh, if you guys want to check it out, check it out there. So, this uh, was released back in September 22nd, 2016. Uh, the directors are Stephen Kostansky and Jeremy Gillespie. Uh, oh, man. I'm looking at the box office. It did not do well. The box office says that it made $149,365. It's not showing the budget here, but let's see if I can find it in a little bit here. Uh, Let's see. Your cast here. uh, Aaron Poole as Daniel Carter. Daniel, Daniel Fathers as Vincent. Ellen Wong as Kim. Kathleen Monroe as Allison. Uh, Kenneth Welsh as Dr. Richard, Art Hindle as Mitchell, uh, Mick Biscove as Simon, Evan Stern as James, Grace Monroe as Maggie, and that's, oh, uh, Stephanie Belding as Beverly, Uh, Trish Raynon as Vincent's wife, and that's pretty much it, guys. Those are you guys' main main uh, uh, casting of the film here. The overview, basically, it's really simple on the well, at least what they put on Google. Uh, cloaked cult-like figures trap a police officer, Aaron Poole, patients, and staffers inside a hospital that is a gateway to evil. I'll give you guys more on this because that was just part of what Google mentioned. Uh, I want to check out the. There's a budget here. Yeah, there's no budget. I don't think it made its money though in return. So the Void is a 2016 Canadian Lovecraftian horror film written and directed by Stephen Kostansky and Jeremy Gillespie, and produced by Jonathan Bronfman. Uh, it's the uh, stars are pulling all the other characters. The plot follows a small group of people who become trapped in a hospital by uh, by a gathering of hooded cultists and by grotesque creatures. The creature effects were crowdfunded on Indigo and raised $82,510 while the film's funding was done through tra- traditional channels by the production company. This was definitely low budget. It, it was low budget, but a pretty good looking film for a low budget. And uh, it premiered at the 2016 Fantastic Fest and later at the Toronto After Dark Film Festival. The film was given a limited theatrical release on May 21st. Oh, shit, on my birthday. Uh, 2017 in the UK and the US. And on April 17 in Canada, initially opening 31 theaters before expanding to 50. It earned approximately 55000 on its opening weekend and grossed 149000 during its release. The, Ro- the Void received positive reviews from critics, with many citing comparisons to horror films from the 1980s, which I definitely agree, and I'll get to that in just a little bit here. Um, yeah, well, I'll just get to it now. Yeah, this film definitely gave me, like, those 1980s vibes, particularly it gave me that uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. As far as how the creatures looked in this film, it, it, it completely reminded me uh, of the the uh, the thing from the thing <laughs> so 
Uh, I, I, re- I look as far as visuals go, the 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 makeup, the creatures, everything. As far as like what the characters on this, it was great. I had a blast with how it looked. It definitely had the horror element, that creepy vibe. It's definitely unsettling with a lot of shit that was going into this film. The main thing that completely dropped this fucking movie was the plot, the story. I understand, I get what they were trying to go for, but to me, it left many unanswered questions throughout the film. And a lot of it, too, if, if, if it was trying to be like the thing in a way, one particular thing, well, one of the main things that, that made the thing was the characters inside that movie. You were able to, you know, you were able to uh, cope, cope with these characters in the movie The Thing, unlike in this one here. There's not a lot of much background to it, and you can't really, maybe outside of maybe two, two, a few characters, everyone else just seemed very cliche. Like, okay, they're they're just there for to get killed and all that stuff. Unlike the thing, the thing was was uh, the characters were were made were made very well in that film. And this one here was just kind of, I think it lacked a lot. And plus the story, I mean, it just left you with unanswered questions. And it, it was just, it was very weird. It was really weird. Uh, but besides that, the visuals, the creatures, the makeup, and not only that, they don't really go with CGI here until maybe like towards the end of the film. But it was all prosthetics, all makeup. Everything was great. And that's what I really loved about this film. Um, they didn't rely, they didn't rely heavily on the CGI at all in this film, which I liked. It's the same, like as I mentioned, it's the same thing as uh, the thing. That they too did not rely heavily on CGI. Obviously, CGI it wasn't really, it was it was non-existent around that time. But I really did enjoy as far as as far as all that. You take away the story, I mean, I just loved it. I loved everything about it, but then you put the story in, I'm just like, ah, shit. I was like, well, what happened here? And what's going on here? And like, why does, like, why is this even happening in the first place? It doesn't really give you that kind of answers. And it's kind of, it was really weird. Certain scenes, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, that don't make sense. But for the most part, it's definitely a, like, I'm a, I'm a horror fan. So this movie was definitely like, right up on my up in the lane for me and i and that's why i think i, I remember it I, I had to watch it a few years ago and i enjoyed it so re-watching it again you know refreshing my memory on this movie i, I realized that i really did enjoy watching this film and uh i, I there were certain scenes I'll, I'll get to it but one there was a certain scene where it was dead like it get it got creepier and creepier and it got very unsettling the makeup, the prosthetics, everything looked awesome. Uh, basically, towards the end of the film, as as when the the uh, the heroes or whatever are trying to you know try to kill the main guy, and uh, oh man, there's a room where they had to go through certain fucking creepy shit. It was it was awesome. Uh, let's get to it here, guys, with the plot here. So this starts off with uh, James flees from a uh, from a farmhouse and escapes into the woods. A screaming woman tries to follow but is wounded by a gunshot. 
Lying on the ground, she is doused with gasoline and set on fire by Vincent and Simon. Deputy Sheriff Daniel Carter is on duty, sitting in his patrol car when he finds James crawling along the road and rushes him to the local hospital, which has been largely abandoned following a fire, where his estranged wife, Allison Frazier, works as a nurse. So this movie immediately starts off with that. Like this, the the uh, James guy completely runs. He is part. He is in the uh, in the in the film for the most part. Um, he's running away, and then this girl completely gets shot up by a shotgun, um, and and basically gets doused. The guy immediately, Vincent, immediately sees that uh, the guy uh, the guy James uh, flew uh, uh, went into the into the woods or whatever. So he's gonna try to go and follow him and kill him. Why? I have no idea. This is, I don't remember much, I, like, upon rewatching, I don't even remember why they're even chasing these guys. That's that's one of the things, it's just, to me, is left unanswered. Maybe, maybe in the plot, it'll probably explain a little bit more, but upon me watching it, I was like, well, what's going on? Why are they doing this? And uh, so then, of course, Deputy Sheriff Daniel Carter sees him, and then he sees that he's bleeding or whatever, so he takes him to the hospital. At the hospital, are Dr. Richard Powell, Nurse Beverly, intern Kim, and a pregnant patient Maggie, her grandfather Ben, and patient Cliff. With the staff at the hospital working as a skeleton crew, Daniel discovers an entrance Beverly uh, Daniel discovers an entrance Beverly murdering Cliff. Her face uh, flayed of skin. Uh, Beverly moves towards Daniel, who shoots her dead. Daniel collapses due to a seizure and experiences a strange vision. Yeah, it immediately and and this is what another thing what I mentioned that it, it it tried to it took a page off of the John Carpenter's the thing, and what I mean by that is that um, if if you remember that that movie, they're completely isolated. There's even if they wanted to leave, there's no way they can go because. Uh, because uh, it's just pure snow. Where are they gonna go? And if you guys remember over there, like the the thing completely trashed all their all their en engines. Like whether it's the helicopter or or a vehicle or any any kind of vehicle, it was completely uh, shattered. So, what are they gonna go walk in the in the snow? So they're stuck there. Hence, like in this film. They're stuck in that hospital because they're surrounded by they're surrounded by these uh, cultists with with white cloaks uh, and they have like a, a uh, like one of those uh, pyramid uh, sign kind of like Illuminati kind of shit on, on their in um, over their hoodie and they're just they're just they're all waiting right there they're surrounded by it so they can't go anywhere so that gives at least the the uh, those characters like. They're stuck there, and I actually like that. I like that. That was a that was a nice way to show that the characters are stuck in that motherfucker. They have no choice but to stay there because the the cultists aren't really trying to get in. They're just preventing them from getting out, which I I thought it was great. So and then it starts off with Beverly. All of a sudden, uh, uh Daniel kind of walks into this room, and all of a sudden, Beverly, uh, fucking has like these pair of scissors stabbing Cliff. And all you see is just like her kind of like fucking taking out the scissors. And then when she turns around, like her face was completely scalped. It's as if she kind of basically cut her whole fucking skin, face skin off. 
And uh, and then she basically tries to tell Daniel to help her somehow. But then all of a sudden she kind of walks towards him with the knife. And obviously Daniel has no choice but to shoot shoot her. Of course, that kind of like was a bit, you know, it was a bit too much for him, obviously. So he, he went to the bathroom, had a seizure and collapsed. And uh, he had this like small, short vision, strange vision, really. Uh, State Trooper Mitchell enters the hospital to collect James after discovering the bloody scene at the farmhouse. Uh, Daniel goes outside to call in Beverly's death um, uh, from his patrol car, but is confronted by a robed cultist who wounds him. He manages to return to the hospital as cultists surround the building. James Daniel and Mitchell find Beverly's corpse uh, finds Beverly's corpse has transformed into a tentacle creature. This fucking thing looks awesome. The way it looked, as far as like it, they zoom in, kind of like uh, getting close to Beverly's face, and all you see is just Beverly's face is like the mouth is like there's tentacles coming out of the mouth, her eyes, like almost like on her throat too. Like it, it just it looked. It, I'm telling you, it looked just like the thing basically, but like just like like it like prosthetic they, they're not they're not using cgi this is in 2016 16 and they're not using cgi this is all makeup and prosthetics which i give props for them for doing that um uh, uh vincent and simon enter the lobby and hold the group at gunpoint demanding to get to james Here's the one thing, though, that I, this is another thing that I didn't understand. All we see is a scene of them t walking towards the uh, entrance. And they're even saying, like, they're even saying, look, we had to fight our way in here. Now you want us to fight our way outside? I didn't see anybody fight their way in there. I, I didn't, we didn't, we, as, as a viewer, we don't see them fight their way in. It, uh, they're, they're not, I don't see them fight their, uh, against other cultists to get in there. They, we just, it just cuts to them running towards the front door. So there was that was another thing. I was like, I could have, I you could have at least showed a scene where they were fighting some of the cultists to get inside the hospital to get to James. Instead, we, they just kind of like walk in like it's nothing. Um, and I get it. This is a low budget movie, so maybe they didn't have enough time to shoot that or anything like that. But I honestly think if they had a, a bigger budget, this movie would have been. They would have. They would have. You know, ironed a few of those details right there, and this movie would have been even better. This movie had such potential, but I think it was just the lack of uh, a lack of uh, of budget, really. Um, where am I? Uh, yeah, it's at gunpoint, demanded to get to James. James takes Maggie hostage, the Maggie, the the pregnant lady, hostage to protect himself and stabs Powell, who falls to the floor, which is the doctor. And here's another thing too: he stabs the doctor. But like is hesitant to stab him. We later find out that James knows what Dr. Powell is, but doesn't, you know, doesn't stab him right away, doesn't tell anybody who the fuck he is. Like it just, it's really weird. Uh, the, uh, the Beverly creature appears and takes Mitchell. Uh, it's tentacles penetrating his body. That's another scene, too. Uh, we don't really, like, we just see uh, Beverly creature up here and then it immediately cuts to already taking mitchell away we don't see the the creature attacking mitchell we just see the creature already taking mitchell away which i thought was a missed opportunity 
we could have at least seen like him like getting that getting attacked but instead we are we it cuts to uh already been attacked and is already being dragged away which i thought was a missed opportunity right there as well um vincent and simon kill the beverly creature and regroup with the others in the lobby setting mitchell's uh, uh body on fire and so like, again it's like the thing they had to fucking burn this thing before it starts turning into this creature uh, so, like I said, it does. It definitely takes a page off of the thing there. Um, yeah, that scene was crazy. Whereas they they were like completely hacking that Beverly creature with 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 uh, axes and stuff. I mean, it was a, it, it's gruesome, guys. It really, really is gruesome, and I fucking love it, man. I, I'm a horror fan, and I love that they got really gruesome with it. But it's not CGI. It's I, I'm I'm glad they went that that route. Otherwise, this movie would have bombed. Um, Vincent and Simon accompany Daniel to retrieve a shotgun from a patrol car, while Allison ventures into the basement to collect medical supplies for delivering Maggie's baby. Powell manages to capture Allison. Daniel and Vincent go to search for uh, for her and find uh, photographs and files indicating Powell, the doctor, was the cult's leader. Uh, Powell phones Daniel, taunting him and mentioning the vision Daniel experienced while unconscious. And that's just what I'm saying. Vincent later on reveals that he knew what that doctor was all about. And that this 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 guy basically knows a lot of the stuff that's happening. He's supposed to be this meth addict or this crack addict or whatever. And he knows a lot of this info. It's, it's kind of weird. But all right. Kim and, and Ben stay with Maggie. Uh, while Daniel, Vincent, and Simon interrogate James. James explains that Powell has the power to transform people. The three men force James to come with them downstairs. Allison regains consciousness on an operating table where Powell explains he has found a way to defy death after the loss of his daughter, Sarah. Having flayed off of his face, Powell shows Allison that something now grows inside her. As soon as, yeah, she's like, this, you know, She's saying, you can stop this. He's like, nope, it's too late. It's already happening. He basically shows uh, uh, Allison's uh, stomach, and you can just see that it's already, like, it's the, the stomach's completely moving around and everything, and it just it looks creepy. Um, uh, sorry, guys. Uh, after, after having flayed off, yeah, having flayed off his basement. Sorry, Daniel, Vincent, Simon, and James find a hidden area in the basement and end up surrounded by deformed corpses, brought back to life. That's the scene that I mentioned. That it was, it just looked. I swear, it looked like they opened to the gates of hell, because once they got in, it was the the uh, filter around that room was all red, and these fucking creepy bodies, some of them hanging. Uh, some of them are laying on the ground. They just come to life all of a sudden and start attacking these guys. But the way it looked, it looked awesome. Um, it, it really did. I I really got to give them props for for the way it looked and and uh, some of the bodies that like it looked like some of them were deformed, attached, and uh, it, it just it looked insane. 
and uh, one of the creatures kills James as the other three men get separated. Yeah, the, this all of a sudden James decides to uh, attack uh, Daniel, and then once Daniel was able to get off of him and everything, this fucking creepy looking thing that's crawling all of a sudden grabs uh, uh, James and starts bashing his fucking head until like until mush. You just see blood squirting everywhere. I, it looked insane. Uh, as Maggie enters labor, Kim hesitates to perform a C-section. She's just an intern. She has really no idea half the shit uh, uh, of all this stuff. So to be left there with the pregnant lady, obviously she's like in panic mode. As Ben pleads with Kim, Maggie stands and slits his throat, revealing she is carrying Dr. Powell's child. Pretty fucking weird. If you guys have seen this movie, you guys know Dr. Powell is like 70, 80-year-old guy. Uh, and she's like, I don't know, 18, 19 maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, so she has this like, she has this insane-looking smile staring at Kim saying, they're like, oh, it's all good, don't worry about it. And then she starts, she walks away. Kim hides as cultists enter the building and Maggie leaves. Daniel finds Allison in the operating room uh, pregnant. He sees a tentacle creature extending from her body. Powell's voice speaks to Daniel, who attacks his wife. Uh, his wife's mutated remains with an axe. Uh, this scene was this scene was fucking. It it looks gruesome. All you see is like he sees. He sees um, uh, uh, Allison. Uh, as normal, but then as uh, as us as a viewer, uh, she's dead, uh, and like, and then as soon as he kind of snaps out of it, he realizes that she is dead, and then he sees that the the stomach's completely open, and there's just tentacles sticking out of her stomach and everything like that. And he's just laying there like, oh my god, and he knows that he has to fucking, he has to kill her and everything and destroy that creature. Which sucks for him because, you know, they were together before they had a baby they, or uh, she had a miscarriage and everything, which got them to separate them and all that stuff. So for that for that to happen again, it just for him to kill her and everything, it was hard, obviously, on him. Um, yeah, it's, that shit did suck. Uh, Uh, Daniel is uh, transported to a morgue room with a glowing triangle on the wall. Powell's voice tells Daniel that he found the ability to conquer life and death. Powell promises that Daniel can have his child back if he is willing to die first. Um, uh, Maggie appears and stabs Daniel in the back. Powell appears skinless and partly mutated in front of the triangle as Maggie kneels before him. Powell recites an incantation before the triangle as a now frightened Maggie's torso uh, explodes, birthing the Sarah creature. Yeah, this yeah, this scene was fucking crazy. At first, Maggie like was like okay with all of this stuff, and then she was like, "Can you bless my child?" And then Powell just kind of like grabs her head and tells her, like, you're blessed. And then all of a sudden, she has these images of what Sarah, the Sarah creature looks. And all of a sudden, she's frightened. And she starts freaking out, kind of like, look, like she lays down 
as as uh, uh, Daniel's also laying down because she was he was stabbed and whatnot, and he's just kind of looking at it, and all of a sudden you just hear her like screaming in pain, and this fucking creature just explodes out of her fucking uh, stomach. You just see the blood completely squirting all over her face and everything like that, and all over the floor, and you just see this huge fucking creature coming out. Um, oh, it it looked. I'm telling you guys, this movie is one of the goriest movies I've seen. Uh, it's fucking gory. Um, Vincent and Simon arrive and battle it. Uh, the Sarah creature overcomes Vincent, but he covers it in uh, its isopropyl alcohol, allowing Simon to set them both on fire with a flare. Uh, Powell tells, and while he does that, when he kind of like lights that up, uh, when he lights it up, he sees uh, Simon's, uh, we, or as a viewer, we see Simon's mom and, and child in the back because their backstory was that um, uh, their house, is someone got killed, they, they got killed or something like that. And and, uh, uh, and the father at first did blame his son, but now he doesn't or whatever. And all you just see when he lights up that flare, you just see the mom and the baby in the background kind of just watching this go down. It was a, it was a crazy looking scene. The detail on that shit was really nice. Um, uh, why was there? Powell de- uh, tells Daniel he can be with Allison if he stops resisting and let go. Daniel refuses and tackles him, leading both men to tumble into the void. Meanwhile, the Sarah creature pursues Simon who escapes and is teleported back to the hospital to reunite safely with Kim. Daniel and Allison are shown holding hands in another world beneath a black pyramid. And then the movie ends abruptly right there. You're probably wondering, like, what? That's it? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. The problem of this is just it it leaves you with unanswered questions. I think it's... I think... I think they were just trying to leave you as like what you, like your opinion as like what do, what do you think happened to them like what is your opinion on it and stuff like that and honestly I don't think they should have left it that way but I think in my opinion I think they just ran out of budget I think they ran out of money and couldn't finish this film and instead gave us this ending and I guess if you could say it, if you leave it like that, I'm assuming they're in a different dimension. Um, I think they're maybe either reincarnated, maybe. I don't think I don't think so because they're in the same body that they were before. I think they're just in a different dimension. That's it. That's all it is. I, but then we don't see what happened to Powell, the doctor. They both went into the avoided, but we only see Allison and Daniel. We don't see the we don't see Powell unless Powell is that big ass black pyramid, which I doubt. So many left unanswered questions. Uh, we don't know too much of the characters. Like we only see a few things here and there. The most we get to know about Daniel and Allison is that they used to be together. Uh, they had a miscarriage, uh, and then they separated. And then we also know about. Uh, Dr. Powell, who uh, lost uh, uh, lost his his daughter Sarah um, from cancer, I believe, or something like that, and he kind of he never uh, he was never the same again. 
And then that's why he became this cult leader of trying to find ways to avoid death. And uh, um, so we get that. And then we also get the, the Vincent and Simon characters that we don't know much, but they're the ones to kind of start off this movie by sh like uh, going after that, that, that guy and, and shooting that one woman. But we don't get much background out of them. We don't we don't know why they're uh, they're chasing after these people unless it's because uh, these were the people that that uh, Simon used to hang out with. Um, and and he and the guy Simon's a mute. We don't hear him talk at all whatsoever. He just has this um, this scar on his neck or whatever. And that's it. So we don't really get much out of it. And. Uh, and I think that's a huge problem, like not getting to know, like I said, the thing, that was the reason why the thing was more successful. We hear, we get to see more of the background from those characters and the paranoia and everything sets in in that film. And they, and they do, they acted very well uh, being paranoid and everything here. Just to me, it's like you get your normal cliche kind of characters in this film. And, and I, I get it. It's a low budget film. I, I, I get it. I think the almost the whole money went towards uh, the just the, the the actors and the makeup, which I, I I hope I hope they don't regret that. I think I'm glad they didn't go full CGI. And the reason why I meant CGI at the end was when they get into that that the um, the void when Allison and and uh, uh, Daniel uh, we went that last scene it, it's completely green screen at the background that's all cgi and everything right there but the makeup for the creatures the prosthetics that one room where those guys go in and, and fight out the, the 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 dead and whatever that are chasing them fucking looks awesome it looks awesome the some of the hallways of that of the of the hospital where a lot of it was burnt um, it looks completely creepy and unsettling. I love that. I love that visuals that they that they showed us in that film, um, and I like the fact that they gave uh, uh, the characters a reason why they had to stay inside of that building because there was cultists surrounding that whole building, so they couldn't go anywhere. And you're probably wondering, well, why there? Why wasn't there more doctors and more nurses? Well, they were packing. They were packing up to go to the new uh, hospital. They were only. They only left a few. Uh, a few uh, um, workers there, you know, while they were packing, packing up and, and putting everything else to the new hospital. So uh, that's why there was only a handful of people there. I think it's a good setting. They set this movie well. I just think they should have worked a little bit more on the story and a little bit more of these unanswered questions that they they, they completely leave us out there to hang. And uh, I think if they would have had just a, 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 a somewhat of a bigger budget, this movie, if they would have ironed some of those details and gave us all the answers to these unanswered questions, this movie probably would have been a lot higher on my list. But it's definitely a movie that I can see myself rewatching again. If it, if not only for the visuals, the makeup, the prosthetics on this thing, um, that's what I would look for. This is definitely a movie I can definitely see myself watching around uh, Halloween, around October. I can pop this movie in because it's definitely creepy. It's def it's definitely unsettling. Um, I just, I just feel like if they could have worked a little bit more on uh, uh, on the characters and on the story, 
I think this I think this movie would have been really up there. Um yeah, like as I said, I, I do I do see myself watching this this uh uh movie again. I can definitely see it uh see myself watching it again. Uh what else could I what else can I say? I mean, um it's gory, man. <laughs> it is a fucking gory ass movie. If you guys plan on watching this movie, uh make sure you're not squeamish. Or anything like that, uh, because this movie is most definitely gory. It's it's I, and I love it. I'm all for it. Um, and I think that's why they gave it a no rating because it's it's gruesome. It really is fucking gruesome. Uh, let's get to my ratings, guys. <sighs> Fuck, man. I wish I could give it a higher grade, but for now I'm gonna give it a six point five. So it is borderline kind of because a lot of people might not like this kind of film maybe because it is too gruesome or maybe because of the plot plot holes of this film so many questions left unanswered um and i think maybe i think that might be a little bit that might leave people a little too salty with that and uh but if if not for anything guys the visuals the makeup the prosthetics the creatures in this film uh everything it's the reason why I'm giving it a 6.5, almost a 7, simply just because of that. And I really appreciate the fact that they actually went that that route and not put CGI and make and that because that if they would have went all completely CGI and everything, this movie would have been a fucking mess. But the fact that they went that that John Carpenter's the thing route, and of course they did copy a little bit for the most part of that movie, which you know it's fine. They try to do their own way and their own route. So I, I don't blame it. Um, I'm going to leave it at 6.5. So it's definitely borderline for for uh, for people. It, it It's really meant like if you're a huge horror fan, like fan, like if you love horror movies and you haven't seen this one, I definitely recommend this film for you guys. But if you're just like, uh, you know, if you're not really too into horror movies, but you wouldn't mind watching it, you might you might be you might not want to be like you might not like this film a whole lot like i do but um for the most part it's a good thing i'm a horror fan uh that's why that's really one of the reasons why i enjoyed watching this film so it's borderline guys it, it really is it's borderline i can like i said i can see myself watching it again so it's it's not a problem to me but i that's why i put it at borderline because this could or not be uh your kind of film uh, but horror fans, you, you, I think you guys will get a kick out of this film. All right, guys, that is it for my review for The Void. Uh, let me know if on the comments below if you've seen this film. Do you guys agree with my review, my rating? What did you guys give it? What are your thoughts on the film? Uh, again, you guys can always message me on Instagram. You guys can let me know. And, uh, and yeah, that's uh pretty much it guys again follow me on instagram spoiler reels spoiler underscore reels uh tell some people that know some people that rob some people about this podcast uh, i'm doing this for you guys I mean, come on now you know i just i love reviewing movies and and uh, do this on the podcast and you know just want to be heard just want to be heard uh all right guys i'll catch you guys on the next episode